Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Kings, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. There are so many miracles, and they come from God. And it's time that we and honor Him all the much more, because He's done so much for us. He's given us His Son to die on the cross. Most of all, our names are written in His book. He bled for us. He was pierced for us. We're so favored. And walking with the Lord gives us favor. I think about my times at Cowchan's. You know, I basically danced my way to get to the job I eventually had. I didn't know what I was doing in all the jobs I had up, up until the last one I had. I just knew God. And I just filled out the application. I looked at the duty statement and said, yeah, I think I can do that. With training, I promise I'll be there on time every day. And I literally climbed the ladder. My position that I ended with, you need a bachelor's degree just to interview. But not this space cadet. Not this hoodlum. But it's just favor. Proverbs teaches us the same thing. In Proverbs 3, verse 1, My son or daughters, right, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck on the tablet of your heart and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man when you honor the Lord. Shalom killed this guy in front of his people because he knew that the people wouldn't, wouldn't do anything. Very sad. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Supernaturally, God has a way of, of showing us favor through people. It's beautiful. It's a miracle. And so it says here that he, that he killed him in front of the people and he reigned in his place. So Shalom is now on the throne. Now the rest of the Acts of Zechariah, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the King of Israel. This was the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Jehu, saying, Your sons shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generations. And so it was. And so Zechariah was the last reigning uh, monarch uh, from Jehu's family. If you remember Jehu's story back in uh, chapters 9 and 10, who was zealous uh, for the Lord. And the Lord used him, anointed him to be king, to take out the wicked uh, King Ahab and Ahab's family. And then also he, in his zealousness, for the Lord. He killed all of the followers of Baal, that pagan uh, worship, that pagan god. He called he called Israel all of the worshipers of this pagan idol, all of the abortionist killing crazy worship that Israel was engulfed in, all of that apostasy. He killed all of them. And the Lord said to Jehu, because you did good in doing that, you will have uh, someone from your family on the on the throne until the fourth generation. Zechariah, who just got killed, was the fourth generation, was the fourth family member. And so, um, there's a couple things here. Jehu, to me, Jehu it was the king who could have been. 
because he cleaned house like no other. He asked for the, the very idols, the, the, the images that they made, the altars, and he had them crushed and destroyed. He did away with, with the worshipers of Baal, which was according to the word of God. He honored the word of God when so many were not honoring the word of God. He honored them, but then we read that Jehu still kept the golden calves that they worshipped in Dan and in Bethel, uh, just like Jeroboam his father had. So Jehu was another king that could have been, and we don't want to be people that could have been. We want to be people who are faithful to the Lord to the end. And especially nowadays, you know, and with the Lord, if you look at the Lord's Olivet Discourse, when he when he teaches from the Mount of Olives, just before he goes to the cross, and he speaks about uh, future events, prophecy, eschatology is the term. It's all about being careful, being watchful. It's all about people losing heart. It's all about keeping our eyes on the Lord. It's all about persevering and enduring. It's all about being strong in Him. Nothing has changed. We need to pray that we finish strong. Don't let up. Let us not be like Jehu, but let us be like so many that have gone before us who left just a great legacy, finishing strong. And so, the other thing that you learn from it is that what God says is going to happen. He told Jehu, to the fourth generation, your family is going to rule on the throne, and they did. Oh, we need to believe in God's promises for our lives today. We need to hold on to them as more than ever. Hold on to the promises of God. Read His Word. Out underline those promises for your life the things that God speaks to you in your daily reading underline them meditate on them read them over and over again until you believe it with all of your heart that those blessings those provisions the defenses are all for you and are all for me we need them more than ever my brothers and sisters his word is sure as sure as he gave Jehu the word that to the fourth generation your family will reign this was the word of the Lord which he spoke to Jehu saying your sons shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation and so it was I go and prepare a place for you Jesus said and if I go and prepare a place for you I'll come back and receive you to myself he said it it's written, it will be done. Verse 13. Shalom, the son of Jabesh, became king in the 39th year of Uzziah. So notice, all of these kings are getting killed in the northern kingdom, but it speaks of Uzziah's longevity because he was a king that sought the Lord. Big contrast here. So in the 39th year of Uzziah, king of Judah, Shalom became king. And he reigned a full month in Samaria. One month! Wow! It's not even enough time to move into the palace. One month. For Menahem, the son of Gadi, went up from Tirzah, that's the old capital of Israel, came to Samaria and struck Shalom, the son of Jabesh, in Samaria and killed him and reigned in his place. What goes around comes around. Menahem, his name means comfort. And his name does not match his actions here. His name means comfort. And he just kills this guy. He whacks this guy. Josephus, the Jewish historian, writes concerning Menahem, 
that he was a commander in Jeroboam II's army. And so some believe that Menahem, as a commander, thought that Shalom must have been usurping the throne, and so he may have felt the need as commander to take him out and take the throne. Whatever the case is, this guy takes him out. What goes around comes around. And we read that uh, in verse 15, now the rest of the acts of Shalom and the conspiracy which he led, indeed they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. Then from Tirzah, Menahem attacked uh, Tipsah, all who were there and its territory, because they did not surrender. Therefore he attacked it, all the women that uh, there were who were with child, he ripped open. And so this Menahem, whose name means comfort, was a wicked and evil man, as we just read what he did, to his own people, because they would not submit to him. What a mess! Is this, is this the lot for all those who reject God, Pastor Ryan? Well, obviously not. It can be crazy. We live in a fallen and crazy world. And there's horrific stories every day on the Horrific! All over the world. And God will judge them one day. But there's so many people who live very clean lives in this world. Very clean, good citizens. Friendly neighbors. Charitable. Kind. Considerate. Hardworking. They have good lives. They're living the American dream. But at the end of all of that, because they reject Jesus Christ as their king, as their savior, they too will face a horrific eternity. It's crazy. The spectrum of those who reject the Lord. Some, it looks like a mess like these people. Others, not so much. Knowing that judgment is coming, we preach Jesus Christ to the lost. Oh Lord, help us to care for the lost so that we might share his love with people that are going to be burning in hell because of the rejection of Christ. And their lives may or may not look like the story we're reading. It may be just, and there, there's crazy stories and then there's not. Oh Lord, open the eyes of our neighbors and those around us who don't know you. They are so lost. They are so blinded. Send us, Lord. Send us. Open opportunities so that we can share with our neighbors, with our friends, with our family, whoever. Proverbs 11 verse 19 says, As righteousness leads to life, so so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. And what is the most evil thing a person can do but to reject Jesus Christ as their Lord? To deny him. Verse uh, 17. In the 39th year of Azariah, king of Judah, Menahem, the son of Gadi, became king over Israel and reigned ten years in Samaria. So he had a longer time at it. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart all his days from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made, who had made Israel sin. Pool, king of Assyria, came against the land. And Menahem gave Pool a thousand talents of silver that his hand might be with him to strengthen the kingdom under his control. And Menahem exacted the money from Israel, from all the very wealthy, from each man, 50 shekels of silver, to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria turned back and did not stay there in the land. And so here we see Menahem reigns for 10 years and And he also did evil in the sight of the Lord. And Assyria, during this time in biblical history, becomes the powerhouse of the Middle East. They they rule for a hundred years in the area. Assyria is the powerhouse. And Pul is one of its strongest rulers, this man, who was also called Tiglath... Pilizer, Tiglath Pilizer, and uh, he he's threatening 
And Menahem pays him a thousand talents of silver, which is which would weigh 37 tons. In today's money, they say it would be $2 million. So Menahem, rather than fighting him in fear, pays him off. And it's sad because Israel was supposed to be the head. Remember, God promised them that if they honored him, they would be the head and the nations around them would be the tail. But here... Israel is now the tail and the nations around them are the head, which was also prophesied, which also God promised. If they reject him, they're going to end up paying big time for it. And that's what he's doing. He's paying. And when a person rejects the Lord, rejects God from being his king, her king, there's always a price to pay. The devil wants his share, guys. And the devil tempts people. The devil wants people to fall and to turn from God and keep people in spiritual blindness. That's what the devil tries to do. And he tempts people with pleasures, with money, with things of this world. And people foolishly fall for these things, not knowing that there's always going to be payment to be made. And Satan comes back and destroys people's lives for a season of pleasure. And Manahem, he could have repented. He could have walked with the Lord, honored God, and kept 37 tons worth of silver for Israel. Just repent. Just walk with God. Why get ripped off from the devil? Why get ripped off from the enemy? Why get ripped off from sin? We need to be careful to be holy as he is holy. We need to be careful to to turn and run from the things that are despicable and wicked and evil before the Lord. God, give us hearts to, to, to hate the things that you hate, the sin that so easily ensnares people. And help us to go the other way. Help us to walk in your upright ways, Lord. In Galatians 6, Paul would write in verse 7, To the church do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. It just doesn't pay to live a life of the flesh. It doesn't pay to live a life of this world. But if we walk in the Spirit, we don't have to give away our resources to that which the enemy just takes and destroys. That's all he wants to do is to take, take, take from people. And he's taken enough from us in our past lives. Why give him any more? In Christ, there is abundant life. There is safety. There is confidence. There is joy. There is peace. And the enemy just comes to kill and to steal, to steal, to kill and to destroy. John 10.10. 10. And so there goes this guy that should have been in a place of honor, Menahem. He's paying. He's sending money to the enemy. No, that's not for you and me. We are more than conquerors. Jesus said that the gates of Hades shall not prevail against the church. Offensively, the churches should be taking ground from the enemy into the kingdom of God. That statement that Jesus told Peter, Peter, you are a little rock and on this rock I shall build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. That's an offensive statement. Uh, uh, not offensive. Um, you know, offense as in as sports. <laughs> as in taking ground. Not giving up ground. Taking ground. So this king of Assyria is taking all of that dough. And it says here that the king of Assyria turned back and did not stay there in the land. Now the rest of the acts of Menahem and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? So Menahem rested with his fathers. Then uh, Pekiah. 
Pekahiah, his son, reigned in his place. And in the 50th year of Azariah, king of Judah, now it's the 50th year, Pekahiah, the son of Menahem, became king over Israel and Samaria and reigned two years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, who had made Israel sin. Then Pekah, uh, Pekah the son of uh, Ramillah, Ramaliah, sorry, an officer of his conspired against him and killed him in Samaria, in the citadel of the king's house, along with Argob and Eret. And with him were 50 men of Gilead. He killed him and reigned in his place. Boom, boom, boom. Same thing. Now, the rest of the acts of uh, Pekahiah and all that he did, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the King of Israel. In the, 50, uh, in the 52nd year of Azariah, king of Judah, that's Uzziah, Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, uh, became king over Israel and Samaria, and he reigned uh, 20 years, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin. In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, uh, Tiglath, uh, Pilliser, there he is, that's Pur, or, or Pul, that's the same guy, king of Assyria. He came and took Ejon, Abba, Beth, Maaka, Genoa, Kadesh, Hazer, Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and he carried them captive to Syria. This is the first uh, round of prisoners, Israelites, taken from Israel to Assyria for the Assyrian captivity. Um, it, the year is 733 BC, and in 722 BC, the whole northern kingdom is going to be overtaken by the Assyrians because of their sins. As God prophesied, because they had turned their back on their loving God to follow after worthless idols. And here, in this kind of first wave of, of captives being taken, it basically says the land of... of, of uh, of Naphtali, which is extremely sad for those of us who study the scriptures in the Old Testament and the 12 tribes of Israel and the beautiful land that God gave them, the land of milk and honey, flowing with milk and honey, just beautiful land. By, their, by family lot, God blessed Israel, took them from, from bondage in Egypt through the wilderness Bam! Into their own land, their own land, their own place. And this king, because of their sin, he literally takes the whole area of one of the tribes of Israel, Naphtali, or Naphtali, I don't know how to pronounce it. I never will know how to pronounce it. Because if it's Naphtali, then it's not Naphtali. And then if it's Naphtali, then it's not Naphtali. But it's the area, if you look at the Sea of Galilee in your Bible maps, it's, 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 it's basically cut it in half western portion of the Sea of Galilee, west to Mount Tabor, north all the way up to Dan, Kadesh, and Ejon. So if you look at the tribes of Israel and the land allotted to them, the land of Naphtali, oh my gosh, Assyria just went in there and took them all. And the Assyrians were not nice people. Terrible, terrible bondage. But this was the result. This was God's judgment because they would not honor their loving God. Then Hoshea, the son of Elah, led a, consp a conspiracy against Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, and struck and killed him. So he reigned in his place in the 20th year of, jo of Jotham, the son of Uzziah. Now the rest of the acts of Pekah and all that he did, indeed, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. Then in the second year of Pekah, the son of 
Ramaliah, king of Israel, Jotham, the son of Uzziah. Now we go back to the southern kingdom. We end on a high note. Uzziah's son. Jotham. Jotham means the Lord is perfect. Isn't he? Amen? The Lord is perfect. That's what Jotham means. The son of Uzziah, king of Judah. He began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. He did according to all that his father Uzziah had done. However, the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. So again, the people were worshiping Yahweh, but not in the right prescribed way. Rather than going to the temple, rather than going to the the, the place of worship, they were doing it up in, in their own areas, which was wrong. And that's what it means here, that those places were not taken uh, down. The people still sacrifice and burn incense on the high places. He, uh, King Jotham, he built the upper gate of the house of the Lord. And now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? In those days, the Lord began to send Rezin, king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, against Judah. So Jotham rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. His father then uh, Ahaz, his son, reigned in his place. Uh, Second Chronicles tells us more about Jotham. Uh, we are told that he built uh, extensively uh, in Jerusalem, the wall Ophel, it was called. He also built uh, cities in the mountains and, and places to dwell in in the forest. So he did extensive building fortresses, towers. He defeated the Ammonites, and so the people of Ammon paid him a tribute. And so he was blessed because he did seek the Lord, guys, and they paid him. Ammon, they gave him uh, every year 100 talents of silver, 10,000 cores of wheat, and 10,000 of barley. Uh, Jotham became mighty, the Bible says, because he prepared his way. He prepared his ways before the Lord his God. He became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord his God. Contrasts of the bad kings in the north, Uzziah did well for most of his life. And now his son says that we, we read about Jotham, whose name is God is perfect. God blessed him because he sought the Lord. And you and I are kings and priests unto the Lord. And we get to decide what kind of life we are going uh, to live. One that is full of blessings. Yes, with trials and persecutions. Or one with just trials. God is good and desires to bless our life, I believe. In my personal reading, I was in Psalm 89. And it says here, concerning David. He said in verse 29 of Psalm 89, concerning King David, His seed also I will make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. If his sons forsake my law and do not walk in my judgments, if they break my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their inequity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky, Salah. Promise that King's David, King David's throne would last forever because Jesus Christ comes from the seed of David. It was promised to King David because of his desire to build God a temple that God would one day build him a house. 
speaking of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, coming from his line. And so when the psalmist, when David says, you know, there's this promise that, that, that David's kingdom will go on forever. That promise is also for you and for me because we believe in the son of David, the son of God, whose throne reigns forever. And unlike these kings who kept turning from God and their kingdoms did not last. We have one, guys, not made with hands in the heavens. And no one can take it from us. No one can take it from us. Jesus said, he is the vine, we are the branches. Or we are the vine, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him shall bear much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. All we have to do is abide in Christ and things are going to work out. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We ask that it would bear much fruit in our lives and that we would be truly faithful ambassadors to you that we would be good kings and priests unto you lord father you have not given us a spirit of fear but of power of love and a sound mind and so lord we ask that you'd give us courage in these days they're getting darker but you told us it would be getting darker but in that darkness your light shines even brighter for you are the light of the world and then jesus you turn to us and say now you too church you are the light of the world A city on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a bed, but puts it up so that everyone can see that light. I pray, Father, that our light would burn bright in these dark days because people are starving for the truth. Help us to be all that you desire us to be, Lord. And tonight you want to give them your heart. Have all your sins forgiven. Every wicked thing you've ever done taken away. Are you ready? Has he spoken to you? Father, we thank you again. We ask your blessing upon our time of fellowship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chairman, above.